You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are very welcome. I am Ahanu and my lovely Angel Rose is with me. And we are in the great state of Mississippi on our way across the country for Christmas. And there have been some questions that have been intriguing us for some time and we're using this opportunity to go into the Akashic Records and to ask questions and get answers from the Akashic Records. Do please excuse the road noise as we're doing this as we're traveling. We're going to cover questions like what was the decade of 2010, 2012, the 2012 era, let's call it, up until 2020. We want to know about what's going on from 2020 onwards in the next decade. We also want to cover questions of ecological change, climate change, and we may even have time to pop in a question or two about the European Union, Brexit, and politics, and the world in general. Before we start with the questions, Ahano, I'd like to just report on the colors that I'm seeing as I open the records. And the very first color was emerald green. And whenever you see that, it is a strong healing color. And then I saw royal blue, which is the higher truth and higher communication color. So these are the two predominant colors that seem to be operating in the world right now, despite appearances. So there's a great deal of healing energy being sent to earth, as well as God's truth and higher spirituality. So I just want to mention that. Okay, our first question. We all lived through and remember the 2012 era, let's call it, and all the expectation that was around that. And now we're approaching 2020. And I'd like first to ask what was going on with the 2012 up until 2020, that eight years. What was the predominant energy or purpose or outcome of all of that? So what I'm hearing is that 2012 was a time, a peak time for another shift. And what spirit seems to be showing me is that we have to think of all of these changes in terms of increments. In other words, they're less about particular events in terms of predictions and more about increments of shifts. So for 2012, you know, the consciousness had been preparing through all the predictions, the consciousness was preparing for a major event to happen. But really, I do remember at that time seeing a doorway open in spirit. It felt to me that the doorway was opened by some sort of Christ energy. And it opened the door and all of this light came rushing in to the planet. So we have to think of these changes more in terms of fluctuations of light, fluctuations of energetic conditions that act as catalysts or stimulants for the planet and, and indeed all the planets. It's not just ours. This seems to be happening all the time, actually, throughout the universe. There's just some times that are more peak in terms of their power than others. So with 2012... It did usher in 
a new type of energy, which has been playing itself out throughout these many years. Now, the thing about energy, what they're saying is that it does have the capacity to stimulate and awaken. So when we've watched that happen throughout the years, we've seen many, many more people wake up spiritually, wake up to different realizations, promote changes in their lives. But we've also seen the other happen also. We've seen people dig their heels in and stick with the old and want to use the new energy that's coming in for their own personal power and control. We've seen that happen as well. So what I'm getting is that source doesn't determine how somebody uses the fluctuations of energy that are coming in. You know, it's almost like the universe provides these things or there's timing where these things happen. And then what the planet does with it is what the planet does with it. But what you can be sure of is is that they are always higher forms of light. In other words, they're more, more potent in terms of their potential and possibility. So what we've been watching through the past eight years is many, many shifts in consciousness. We've been watching the exposure of things that are not aligned with higher truth, which really is about being more cooperative and loving. We've had it exposed, the great need in the planet to clean it up. You're watching movements arise all over the planet in terms of people who are doing things for the environment, planting more trees, cleaning up the plastic out of the oceans, teenagers that are little geniuses inventing new ways of determining cancers. So you've watched a huge expanse in those sorts of things, as well as what we all unfortunately seem to be focusing on is the negative agenda and what it's doing. But I'm actually feeling positive about the planet, actually, in regards to this question, because, again, that emerald light was there in the beginning, and even as I'm talking about this with you now, I feel very hopeful and positive because of what I just said, that there are movements afoot all over the world, and many countries are changing and becoming more environmentally conscious. Even the whole hemp movement in terms of the healing abilities of CBD becoming legal, all of that is very positive. There's new breakthroughs in terms of ultrasound treatments to correct dementia. What I seem to be showing is we need to be realizing there's all this huge positive movement going on as well. And when they show me the proportion They're saying that the, and we will look into the political agenda when you ask, but proportionately, the political agenda is a small, concentrated, dark agenda compared to all of the wonderful new creations and inventions that are going on in the world. So that's what we've been doing the last eight years. Okay, so... I understand from that that any political turmoil that we are experiencing now or have been experiencing in the last few years is as a result of all of that clearing and cleansing and higher light and all of that. So let's now project forward and and look from 2020 on, and let's even just say for the next 10 years, the next decade. What do you foresee 
for the next decade in terms of spiritual growth, energy, new light, opportunities for the planet, growth of awareness, and spiritual growth in general. All right. Well, the very first thing I'm seeing, I feel like I'm looking at a pocket of concentration, almost like a buildup of energy in the first, let's say, third of the year in 2020, where I want to use the phrase where the shit hits the fan, because that's what I'm looking at politically. And it does look like there is an uprising going on. And I don't necessarily mean any sort of militant thing, but I'm talking about an energy uprising where the people are just not going to stand anymore for things that are very dark and negative. So it looks to me that it's a bit tumultuous in that way, in the sense that there will be more corruption exposed. There will be a back and forth going on with the dark having a little victory and then the light rebelling against that and more and more things happening in that way. But it does look like the main energy I'm feeling is that the people are not going to stand anymore for this sort of debauchery and negativity. So there is an uprising that's coming and it's a gradual buildup almost like a volcano that at one point is just going to erupt. I'm not necessarily seeing a lot of violence around that. I see people's mouths moving, so more truth being exposed, more deception being uncovered that the people will speak out against. It looks like it's more that as opposed to something diabolical and militant. And that seems to all be happening in the first third of the year. Okay, so, you know, as we come into summer, it looks like the energy levels off a bit. And there's a space for more pleasure and enjoyment in people's lives. So it almost looks like the energy smooths out a little bit in the summertime. And people have a a bit of a sense of relief maybe even a more positive attitude about their own lives. And they seem to do more things that bring enjoyment, whether that's a vacation or traveling or spending more time doing pleasurable things with friends and family. So it looks like there's a little bit of a reprieve around the summertime because it's showing me vast expanse of yellow sunshiny energy. Okay, and going into the latter part of the year, I'm looking at is more discoveries up in Antarctica that seem to be very important. Something being revealed about what's going on up there. I do feel there's military things going on that are not news. We've heard of that before. But for some reason, they come into prominence. What's happening in Antarctica? What's been going on? Something that has to do with revealing some truth about our ancient past that becomes very significant. And there's also a bit of worry about the way the climate is changing in the Arctic and in Antarctica. So there's things going on at the poles that need to be addressed. And I do think that it is a problem the way the planet is changing climatically there. And things need to be done to safeguard against some of those changes 
in terms of its effect on the planet. So I do think scientists need to have a heads up about that, that they're going to have to be very creative and inventive about seeing what they can do to offset some of the changes that are going on at the poles. So that seems to be more the later part of the year where we might be looking at more volcanoes, more earthquakes, sea levels rising in a bigger way that really start to affect places. And again, this feels like this is what the Earth does periodically of her own making. But never before has anything really been invented to offset the results of those sorts of conditions. And it looks to me that that's the challenge scientists have right now is what would you do if XYZ happens? And certainly the people in their own states and their own countries need to be more preparatory in terms of different modes of survival, in terms of how will they survive without the normal dependence upon their electricity grids, their water supplies. And I'm not suggesting that they will be without those. It just looks to me that there are interruptions in those. And you need to have some sort of natural, simple way to generate electricity, to have water. So people really should be paying attention to that because, like I say, I'm looking at interruptions more than anything. And and some of those interruptions can last just a few days, some a week, some a month or two. So there is a bit of precaution to be had. But in general, 2020 seems to be a movement into more positive, overall positive attitude, expectation, cooperation in terms of the planet and the world. This next question is about politics, particularly in the United States. And we're always cautious about making predictions because a particular energy can get behind a prediction and make it happen. And equally, we don't want to be responsible for any particular outcomes. And neither do we want to align ourselves with any particular negative energies in politics. But is it possible to be able to say whether Trump would be re-elected or whether Democrats will prevail in politics in the United States or whether Republicans will prevail or whether the Trump style of politics will be the new way administrations work in the future? Well, that's a loaded thing, uh-huh. so just give me a few minutes. What it looks like to me in terms of Trump is that the energy of Trump is waning. And when I say waning, it means that it's weakening. So it's a possibility that he could step down from office. That's in the possible future that he may just resign his position. And it looks like if he does that, it's predominantly because he's tired. He's washing his hands of it, in a sense. Okay, so there's a potential future there. Even if he does get acquitted, which, again, I know everybody's saying that that's what's going to happen. The energy is weak around it, however, which to me means that even if he does get acquitted, 
there's a corrective energy already in place among people and among the world where his type of bullying and aggressive behavior is not going to be tolerated by the public. And I have a feeling this has to do with other countries as well. So even though this is his style now, they're calling it a Chicago mob style of dealing with things, belligerence in general. This is not going to be the norm. To me, there's enough other things going on in the government with the Democrats and with other people who are more spiritually minded, where they will keep pushing and passing programs that are the benefit to the world, irrespective of what the president is doing. I do not feel he's going to be reelected. I think by then his energy will have fizzled out in terms of its attractiveness. Because also the light that keeps coming in the planet, I just think that the people are going to have more desires for correction of things going on in the world than they are of continuing this program of separation and division. So it looks to me that his quote-unquote power is gradually going to be decreasing and the will of the people is going to be increasing. Again, the main thing I'm getting is that the way he does things is going to lose its attractiveness for people. People will be over the shock value. So what they're implying is that there's a certain amount of attractiveness to watching his shock value. In other words, people find it amusing and interesting and like something new to be entertained by. But it's gotten to the point where they're going to be losing interest in that. It's enough already. So in terms of what's going to happen with him, what I'm seeing is that he may decide to resign because he himself has lost interest in continuing the fight. Or if he insists on staying in office, then the energy just gradually is waning. And that's what it looks like at this point. Anything could change, but that's the way it appears right now. Next question. You mentioned earlier about climate change, and you did mention also in past readings that the colder parts of the world would get colder and the hotter parts would get hotter. Can you give us now some outline, even broadly, about the continuing effects of climate change? And what I mean by broadly is, is it going to get worse is really what we want to know. Or is it going to gradually improve? Or are we on a continuing downward spiral climate-wise? Well, the first thing I'm seeing is a lot more rain. I'm looking at more flooding. In fact, I'm looking at rushes of muddy water flowing really rapidly. So I'm seeing flooding and a lot of rain in different areas of the world. So we're going to have that problem. You know, it's interesting in places like the Amazon, you know how much of the Amazon has burnt lately, but what I'm looking at is new growth in those areas. I'm seeing green buds come up from the earth, sprouting up. It looks to me that the Amazon will get more rain and new growth will occur, almost like it's been refertilized with all that's burnt, interestingly enough. So that area will become really green and lush. 
Australia, which I know is going through intense heat right now, that'll be better next year. Next few years, it'll uh, calm down a little bit in that area. Right now, it's being cleaned and cleared, but it looks like it will calm down a little bit in the following years. You'll see more little earthquakes in places across the United States. Places where you wouldn't normally see earthquakes, you're going to see little ones across the Midwest. In fact, they could be anywhere, coast to coast. You could actually see little mild earthquakes. They don't look like they cause tremendous damage anywhere, but just to be aware that the earth is shifting its plates underneath those areas as well. I still see more cold, more snow in places, places that wouldn't normally get a lot of snow are going to get more snow than usual in, in terms of the summertime and the heat. So we are, we're still going to see more intense heat too. We've got another few years of this, more colder, more snow, more rain. So we can just expect that. But I do feel there's a point four years, four years from now is what I'm getting when it starts to balance itself out and climate seems to be a little bit more the word they're giving me is balanced, more even across the globe. But right now, what we're really looking at is in the interior of the earth, in terms of the plates, the uh, rotation that's going on internally, we do have shifting plates. We have those everywhere. Because of that, you're going to see old viruses reactivated as well. Things coming up from underneath the ground that have been buried for a long time. So we kind of do have to be aware of those things and prepare ourselves medicinally in terms of eat better, keep your immune system strong. So in terms of food, though, what I am looking at is there's more of a need for local growth. Now's the time to be getting those seeds and starting gardens in your local states in cities, because it could be a point where the transportation of goods is not as fluid as we're used to. More delays, more problems with weather and distribution. So what I'm seeing is more self-reliance in terms of cities planting gardens, communities coming together and making community gardens. In other words, there is no reason for anybody to be starving if we can become more independently sovereign in terms of where we live, contribute to the community, again, grow, grow foodstuffs, have the people be involved themselves, rather than such a dependence on goods being shipped in from other places. So think local, think of what you can grow local, and it's time for community cooperation. Okay, our battery is running low on this recorder, so we are going to try and squeeze in another quick question, and that is about Brexit in the UK. What will be the outcome based on current trends? It looks to me like there'll be a movement probably in March toward discussion about bringing it to the vote of the people again. If that gets voted down, it does look like England will break away. Like anything I've been talking about today, the effects of that, some will be positive, some will bring up more problems than they anticipated, which will have to be worked out. What I'm hearing is that sovereignty is an interesting issue. And truly, 
all states and countries do need to become more self-sovereign. Now, this doesn't mean that they don't cooperate between one another. But what it does mean is that it does need to be less dependence on other countries for things and more self-sustainability within somebody's own country. In a way, what I'm hearing is this is the time for everything in the planet to grow up. In other words, countries need to grow up in terms of how they handle their own resources, how the people cooperate within the country. Each country does look like it needs to be more self-sustaining. So in a way with Brexit, if that goes through, which it may, there needs to be a learning curve on how to be less dependent on other countries and other forces and more internally sovereign. It doesn't mean that there's no trading between countries. It doesn't mean anything like that, but certainly it would be coming from a place of less dependency and more interesting exchange is what I'm hearing. And I know some of it is already in place, like, well, you need this from me, I need this from you. But the way it is, is there's not such a trapping of codependency And I do think new ways of doing business between countries is going to emerge out of all of this chaos. It's almost like this is the time now of, can we each be self-sovereign and still support one another? Which is a very new way of doing things. It's almost as if all this breakdown that's going on now and all this division away from countries is opening the door to new ways of countries doing things. So it could have eventually a very positive outcome in that regard because the whole planet wants to be moving towards more healthy, sovereign, cooperative ways. And when I use the word sovereign, I'm not meaning separative. Sovereign to me means that people become less codependent and more self-sustaining and yet have better interrelationships with other countries where things are truly complementary. But in answer to your Brexit question, seems to me nothing really goes on until March, where well, the subject is brought up again of allowing the people a new vote. And if that does get turned down, it looks like it will go through. Okay, our last question. There seems to be lately a kind of fanatical uprising of religious fervor, fundamentalism in in all religions now, not targeting anything in particular. And we're seeing this played out in various countries around the world. Is that likely to improve? Will religions become more polarized, in other words, and more fundamental as time goes on? Okay, before I answer that, I just want to make one more comment about your last question. In terms of people and their particular cities and countries. One of the things I am hearing is it is time for people themselves, individuals, to become more involved in their communities and in their states. Because the way it is now is governments are set up and people just move within the confines of the order of the rules of wherever they live. And they're basically free to come and go and do what they want within those confines. But what's missing is more of a sense of responsibility from the individual to actually give back to a city or a state in a way where they're participating in something on that level. And so when we talk about sovereignty among cities and states, that's one of the missing elements that has to 
be corrected is the people themselves have to contribute more in terms of some aspect of community or state. Okay, so you're asking about religions. So what I'm hearing is that this is really an issue of control, uh, the whole religious bearing down, let's just say. It really becomes an issue of we're still under influences of the word control. And it really is a time to be doing away with those sorts of authoritarian rules that each religion has over its congregation or its supporters. But this doesn't seem to happen right away. To me, it looks like there'll be a fight for particular religions to maintain their their own uh, religion. What I feel is happening is they're aware that they could be losing parts of their congregation or they don't have the same strength. So there will be a push by individual religions in terms of, well, how can we resurrect our faith? How can we get more, how can we build up our religions? And so they are very sensitive to the breakdown that is occurring across the world. And this is some of the reasons why they're so adamant about sticking to their particular beliefs. So watch that push. And to me, religion is an interesting topic because people who are in religions have spent, or even the leaders of religions, have spent so much of their identity and their energy being in a particular faith that the whole topic of lightening up or letting go, it's almost like it's a sense of, comes with it a sense of resignation or failure and a loss of identity that they don't really know how to deal with if that were to collapse. So I do think we're still going to see religions being a prevalent thing that goes on around the planet, and each person, depending on how much time they've invested, their identity in their particular religion, it's almost like there is this stranglehold going on because of the fear of what the collapse of it would mean. So in terms of a perspective, what I'm hearing is that a lot has to happen still for that to change. So I do think you're still going to be seeing conflicts around religion. You know, mine's right, yours is wrong, on who's got a right to this place, who's got a right to that place. That doesn't look like that ends, at least as far as I can see, in the next few years. So what I'm hearing is it's more important to be focused right now on the health of the planet itself about correcting things in areas that are wrong. Because what it looks like to me is eventually large-scale negativity is going to be squeezed out. As more light comes in and more and more of the collective becomes aligned with progress in terms of let's go forward, let's progress, let's fix, let's come up with solutions, let's nurture our planet. I think those sorts of conflicts, like between religions, between nationalities, is just going to get squeezed out in terms of it being such a popular issue. So it's almost like the darkness is going to get squeezed out due to lack of interest. And that's really the thing, is the more progressive people become, the more inventions that are made to heal and correct, people are going to want to go towards that and not be so... Um, consumed with these issues of division and separation. So like I say, it, it looks like it gets squeezed out more because of lack of interest in it. Like there's just no fuel to
to keep it going, if you know what I mean. So that's what that looks like this time around. Okay, battery's flashing, so it looks like that's going to make this the end of our session today. We thank you for being with us, and blessings from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.